Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Truth for Bales. I'm Amanda. I'm Nastasia. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Nastasia, are you back? Are you back from your long vacation? I am. Back. I have returned. Back, everybody. She's back. Yay. Kind of. Kind of yay. I liked it out there. But, yeah. <laughs> it's good so to be home, too. So would you consider moving over there? I don't know. I still need to visit in winter to see if I can handle it. <laughs> <gasps> One of those states, huh? One of those states. Mm, yeah. So the topic of conversation for today is going to be patience. And I think both Mastasia and I have been really tried Mm-hmm. For patience, with patience, learning patience. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, how else can I possibly put this? Um, so I don't know. I'm like, how this world looks at patience differently, I guess, in comparison to what it looks like biblically, but. I think it's something that all of us struggle with. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, Mastasia. Let me, let me lay something out and then kind of get your feedback on it. Okay. Okay. So when I was thinking about patience, I started to think about, God's patience. Mm. I started to think about how long suffering he is with us. Mm -hmm. And when you read the Bible and you see how patient he was with Israel, it is quite amazing. And yet we, because we should be Christ-like, we should be seeking to be like him. To be image bearers, right? Mm -hmm. How far off or how much lack of patience do we have? We're nowhere close to what he has with us. And I'm not trying to say that we are going to attain some sort of perfection because God is perfect. Absolutely. But... Why do we make excuses? Why do we seem to think that God is always going to remain patient? I think we're going to talk about this a little bit more. So I'll ask that other question that I had in mind a little later on in this podcast so that we can really delve into that part. But for right now, I'm curious on what you think about why is it we can't have patience? Mm -hmm. Why do you think that we struggle so much with it? I almost wonder if it's like a side effect of another underlying cause. Like if you don't trust God, you're going to have a really hard time waiting on him. Mm -hmm. Or um, if you 
I don't know. I know that there's also like patience with like other people. Um, is there sometimes a lack of love or a lack of compassion, uh, especially if they're unsaved? You know, where is their compassion? The fact that they don't know Christ. So, mm -hmm. of course, they're going to struggle all the more. Mm -hmm. But um, maybe there's a selfishness involved mm -hmm. or a pride involved. Um, I, cause I just know for me personally, like a lot of times, especially in a trial, um, I, even sometimes without realizing it, I'll see things as like, Lord, this isn't my time frame, or I am so busy trying to see the, like, I expect him to answer me in a certain way. And I'm so busy searching for that way that I'm ignoring any other way. And I'm doing that because it's like, I believe I know best or um, anything in that sense of basically I'm frustrated. I just, where, when is this going to turn out already kind of thing? Like as if it should already or... It's supposed to be done a certain way, assuming I know better and neglecting that knowledge of who God is and that reverence for him. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, I, I. That's what I kind of wonder if it's just. A lot of the time. We're impatient because of some other thing that we struggle with as well. That makes a lot of sense, though. It really does. Mm -hmm. It really, really does. But it is one of the fruits of the spirit to have patience. And you just see it so often. It just comes up. And then the more and more that you see the developments in this world and just a lot of people having this mentality of it's really about me now. It's not about anybody else. I believe patience is just completely going out the window. Like it's just completely disappearing. But how do you think? Wow, we should just probably toss my jingle in here. I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we might not have my jingle, but so if you miss it, well, It'll probably be back on the next podcast. I think it's just a lot of Masasia and I are probably going to have just questions for each other because it's just it's when it comes to patience. I think there's just a lot of questions that float around. Um, but there is a, a really good understanding in the word of God of what it is we are to convey as patience. So. We can think of scriptures. I know Mastasia and I can bring up scriptures as well. But here's another question that I have. And once you say something on it, Mastasia, I can probably add something to it or a piggyback to it. But how do you, because I know from way back when to now, you have developed quite a bit of patience because of the trials that you've been in. So, how do you cultivate that patience? What does it look like? 
I'm like, have I? Because <laughs> it's still something I definitely struggle with. I mean, even before we started recording, I feel like a lot of the frustrations that have been coming up for me lately just also involve a lack of patience, among other things, such as trust or all that. But um, I think when you go through trials, what's going to happen is you're going to see God come through. You're going to learn something and it might not always feel good and you might beg to differ because it doesn't feel good. Um, so at least in my case, with the different trials that I've endured, all in his strength, mind you. Um, I don't know if it's that I'm starting to recognize certain things, if I'm discovering certain things, such as, oh, I can't do this in my own strength. Um, and so with, with just time passing of getting to see God's faithfulness again and again, seeing his power and his strength and the sufficiency of his word and with the different lessons that you learn after enduring each trial. Um, now, when I'm in another trial, I can, when I start to feel that frustration of impatience, um, where are you? When are you going to say something? When are you going to do something? When are you going to make it clear in your word, Lord? When are you going to whatever? I feel that frustration start to come up. And and so I have to remember all the times before, Lord, you came through and it wasn't how I expected, but it was how you intended it to happen. And that kind of that those reminders help me to realize okay i don't need to be frustrated and i don't need to doubt that he will come through i can remain patient because i am trusting him because i know his character and so um like i said i'm still struggling with it though that frustration still comes up and i'm learning how to actively take thoughts captive but um i don't know i think just over time it's just being able to recall like lord i know you've got this and so i'm going to trust you i'm gonna wait on you um and of course that's mostly the perspective of like during trials because i'm think i'm mostly familiar with that um personally and so I don't know if you have anything you want to say. Well, what I can add to it is that what I have noticed in trials, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that many people that go through trials uh, experience this, but we just can't quite explain it when we're in it. But it's almost like hindsight where we realize what God was doing. You know, scripture says that patience have its perfect work because he's doing a work in us. So what seems to be what happens is we develop that fruit of patience 
through having God putting us against the wall or literally putting us to a breaking point. And so he allows those frustrations. He allows those things to get to a place where it's like, I can't take it anymore. (laughs) It's just like, no. And then what do we do? We either drop to our knees and we look to God. Or I would assume that some people have walked away from God. But I also say at the same time is God is wanting to reveal to us where we stand in our relationship with him. Where do we stand? Where does our faith stand? Where does our patience stand when it comes to certain things? Because I tend to believe that we can be like Peter. Lord, I'll die for you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And he's just like, really? And then he puts us in the fire or puts us in a situation where the truth reveals itself. And we realize, wow, we absolutely do not have patience. And I'm just specifically speaking to patience, to the fruit of patience. And that's when we get put in these fires, particularly how God knows. He knows exactly what it will take to try us in that place. So when he does that, for me personally, I sense that he puts me in in a scenario or in a situation or a circumstance, however you you would want to call it, and he nudges or he allows... uh, he allows either my pride to get attacked or he allows something of um, like a gnawing type of irritation or he just allows something to continuously keep going on in my life at that point in time to reveal how much patience I do not have. <laughs> I have to drop to my knees or sometimes not drop to my knees, but I have to cry out to God and say, I can't take this anymore. And he's like, good. Now I take over. And then he starts to teach me what it is and what patience looks like. But it's not fun. I say learning that, learning faith, you know what, learning a lot of things, especially like through trials and temptations, (laughs) they are not fun. They're not meant to be fun. There's a reason for them. And then especially when you're being disciplined or you're reaping consequences, that is also a way that he teaches you how to be patient. And it can be very painful. It can really break you. But see, that's a beautiful thing, though. It is absolutely beautiful. Because what is it when we suffer? It produces perseverance. Then it produces character and ultimately hope. So looking at it that way, it's not easy when you're in the middle of it. Obviously, Nastasia and I can attest to that. It's not easy. You simply want to find a way out. You simply want to be like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to feel this. I don't want to go through this. I mean, it can be dark. It can be ugly. It can be incredibly painful. But I heard a sermon and I I listened to many sermons and I can't really pinpoint which one or who, which pastor was saying it. 
Um, but he said, we have not really endured suffering to the point of bloodshed, bloodshed, like the scriptures say here in, in, in America. We haven't. But if you can imagine the patient endurance, the, the, patient in, uh, the patience in suffering that some of these missionaries have gone out into the world and through either verbal, physical, or even death type of persecution, they patiently endured because they knew what was ahead for them. So it's it's amazing to think that, and it makes you wonder yourself, would you be able to endure that? Would you be able to go through that? We have it really good here in America, yet this is where I'm going to interject with what I started with in talking about God's patience. Because to be honest, I do believe that God's patience can run thin and can be worn out. We might not want to see God that way because we have created either an idol or fabricated our own type of God to believe what we want to believe about him. Or we pick and choose what we want out of the Bible and just kind of create our own God, lower G God, lower, lowercase G God, because I think we don't want to accept fully the God of the Bible because he tells us things and he, he, his character is not how we envisioned him. But to be honest, I do believe that God's patience is running thin on a lot of things. Nastasia, what do you think about that? Um, I'm trying to look up a scripture because a scripture came to mind on that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to find it. Let no. Okay. Um. Here we are. It says in Galatians 6, uh, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap. Um, and it, it, in the sense of the reason why it came to mind um, is just because that idea of like mocking God or mm -hmm. like, oh, I can get away with it. Oh, he's just so forgiving and so patient that I can basically do whatever I want, um, which is an attitude that would already make me question the if the if the salvation of that person is legitimate, just because you if you want to abuse the freedom and you want to sin and you don't care, then where's that heart change? Okay. But leaving that alone, <laughs> just that whole idea of basically, oh, you know, everything's fine. I don't need to worry about anything so I can do whatever I want because he's going to be patient with me forever, pretty much. Mm. Um, and there is scripture that talks about, like, for those who are unsaved and all that, like, um, I hope I don't, like, butcher it terribly the way I try to explain it. But pretty much just God is not taking forever to return the way that we would think that and rather he 
does not desire anybody perish. So he's being very patient with all of us right. that we would come to salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that person that is saying like, oh, I, he's patient. I can basically take my time and whatever. Um, we know God can't be mocked. We know he's a just God and we know a judgment day will come, that it'll come like a thief in the night Ooh. and that those apart from him that are, um, you know, actively walking in sin and that is their way of life, um, that they there will be a consequence to that. Or even for us believers who um, we stumble, we sin, there are consequences that come with it. There is discipline that comes along. He knows how to handle his children. He is God and he is on the throne and there will be justice because he is righteous. And so um, this whole idea of he is so long suffering that I can walk all over him is a false idea and it's a dangerous one. And so really knowing that day will come, we need to turn to Jesus Christ. We need to believe him, profess him as our Lord and walk after the spirit because he is god has been so gracious that he is patiently waiting for us to accept the opportunity he gave us through his son jesus christ who died for us on the cross and then rose again that third day and we know that the scriptures say that if we confess him as our lord and that we believe in him we will be saved and then we are born again and there is that change in us and we have that different relationship with sin And so um, that's just what comes to mind in the sense of God being patient. And then eventually there is a judgment day. Eventually there are consequences. Eventually there may be discipline. And those are a big deal. And you don't want, you know, either God's wrath or God's discipline, depending on if you're saved or or if you're unsaved or if you're saved. Um, Because... Man, if when if I don't know if you were little, if you ever got a smack on the hand or a spanking, that stuff hurt. But that was just your human parent. <laughs> like, I don't know. I wouldn't want like <laughs> discipline ain't going to be pleasant because it's discipline. So we already know that much, at least, is all I'm saying. Um, But just, yeah, in all seriousness. You can't take advantage of him we should not abuse the free gift we've been given um and so you know you're gonna reap what you sow you know you can't just expect that he's so patient and so merciful and so gracious gracious that he's no longer just and no longer going to have that righteous anger and do something about it eventually such as judgment day so, um, yeah, for the sake of not going around in circles, I think that's about summed up my point, I hope. <laughs> no, that's, thank you so much for that, Mastasia. That was, yes. It, I mean, I don't know. I think we both read the word of God, so we're kind of having the like-mindedness. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly, yeah, interesting enough that thinking the same thing where mm-hmm. God is not mocked many people seem to think like I have time I have time I don't think you're realizing what is happening all around us in this world currently and no we're not trying to say God's returning now but literally 
God can return whenever he desires. So mm -hmm. I, for one, probably Mastasia too, not probably not as much as me. I could look up into the sky and when there's like blue everywhere, I'm just like, there's no clouds. So maybe he won't break through the clouds today. <laughs> but <laughs> when there are clouds, I often look up in the sky and I say, okay, you can come through at any time, right? <laughs> like I'm looking up, like it's just, what is that scripture that says, uh, look up into the sky for your redemption draws nigh? Mm -hmm. It's like, there it is. I'm just waiting for you to break through those clouds. Um, but yeah, that's, that's very good stuff, Nastasia. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's just, I think too many people think that God will just continuously be patient or they seem to misuse grace mm -hmm. or seem to think that, oh, because God knows my heart. And so he knows what it takes for this and what it takes for that. But the truth of the matter is, is if you know truth, but yet you willfully act ignorant as you don't know it. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't like fall well with the Lord. It doesn't at all what's whatsoever. And he and he will bring consequences. He will put discipline. It's you can't willfully sin. You can't willfully walk in disobedience. You can't willfully be ignorant when you know what the truth is. And maybe for some reason, that's why people don't read the Bible or they skip over things. <laughs> mm -hmm. They figure, hey, if I don't know, then, you know, I don't know. So I can't really be held accountable for it. But remember, God knows you're doing that, though. <laughs> mm -hmm. like, he knows you're doing that. So, yeah, you'll still reap the consequences for that. You'll, you'll mm -hmm. still be disciplined for that. Um, I was thinking about the scripture, um, I believe it's in Proverbs. Oh my goodness, I'm trying to think of it. Is it in Proverbs? No, it's in Psalm. Forgive me. I think it's Psalm 37 and I can't think of the actual verses, but it's talking about not fretting. Or when we watch the wicked prosper. Um, but we just need to patiently wait for God. In other words. See I know I probably butchered that. But that's okay because I'm paraphrasing. So. Um, <laughs> I will probably look it up at some point in time. But I just kind of want to get my thought across right now. Which is basically. So many people. Including myself at times. I tend to be. Oh my gosh, but the wicked, but the wicked keep doing this and the evil and the deception and all the stuff still keeps, still, it just keeps, you know, happening and it's, and it's growing and it's becoming rampant and why won't it stop God, you know, and I can get in those places. Mm -hmm. I'm, yes, of course I can because I see it happening and I want God to come and just kind of put an end to it. But guess what? He will put an end to that. Mm -hmm. And so what we have to do is patiently wait knowing that Christ will return. He, there is a second coming, and guess what? He has given enough opportunities in conviction, in trying to make truth be brought to these people that are in wickedness, that are in deception. He has attempted to do those things, but he knows their hearts, and he knows where they stand with that. And if they have not chosen to turn away from that and turn to Christ— they have judgment coming to them. So even though I may not see it, 
even though others may not see it, somebody has done something to them, someone has done something to me, or whatever it is that we're seeing the wicked prosper out there, or we're seeing deception run rampant, I can rest patiently in the Lord that he will have his way in the end. We win in the end. We're victorious. We're more than conquerors, correct? And mm -hmm. it's all because we look forward to his return and where he will make everything right once more, right? So I think about that, and honestly, it does. It requires quite a bit of patience to have that. And I have to ask God, help me to patiently wait on you, Lord. Help me to patiently wait for you, because this, this is hurting me to see it. Even when I see my fellow brothers and sisters, same thing. When they constantly go back and forth or they're taking deception lightly or they're not realizing what is happening around them or they're not seeking to do God's will. Yes, we can grow impatient as well when we're, when we're simply wanting them to know the truth. But then we have to ask the Lord, help us. And that's the one thing that we must remember is that God calls us to, to have those fruits of the Spirit. And one of those is patience. So we need to ask him to provide that to us, to help us with that. So let me bring up the scripture because I, I do not want to pass it up. It's a Psalm, Psalm 37, Psalm 37, 7. It says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. So again, it's, we can have these moments where we're just like, I don't get it. Why? Why this? Why that? Lord? Why this? And guess what? Our patience is running thin. We're starting to feel like we just can't take it anymore. And what do we want to do? We want to take matters into our own hands, such as when he says in scripture, says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. He will have his vindication. And trust me, his vindications are a lot better than we could ever come up with ourselves. So, Masasia, do you have anything to add to that? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm like, I don't want to get too off topic of patience, but like, I think of that scripture, um, too, like, you know, that, that's another psalm that's also discussing, um, I think it was in the seven, 70s somewhere but I could be wrong I'm not great with the references by any means but um you know where he's basically despairing because he sees the prosperity of the wicked and he doesn't understand and he sees the difficulties that the righteous are enduring and he's just like why why is this the case it seems so unjust and then what did he do he sought God and in doing that he came to realize oh, but they're not really prospering. The way I see it personally is like they're not prospering. They're just being continuously deceived because that final day will come where they are judged and they are punished. And all of the wealth they accumulated, all of the uh, all of their houses, all of their whatever, it'll all amount to nothing. It'll all vanish and they'll be swept away. And yet the righteous, they will be with God, you know, Um and especially we know this because Jesus Christ and we have eternal life through him. And so honestly, it's like I 
I believe it's like we ought to have compassion for them in the sense of they're prospering. And rather than envying them, you know, mourn because they don't have Christ. And we know what that final day will look like for them. So it's all the more reason to proclaim Christ in hopes that they would come to salvation rather than constantly being under that deception of the prosperity they get to have here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I don't, you know, that's pretty much that. Um, maybe I can see if I can find the Psalm um, specifically, uh, but to for the sake of not going too far from the topic of patience, then that's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you, Mastasia. No, I really appreciate it when you chime in and you just give a little bit more and even especially scriptures. We know we love scriptures here. Um, So what I was thinking about is we've kind of touched on topic of trials and temptations. We've touched on topics of or the topic of um, God's patience running thin and what exactly it is like to cultivate patience and to have patience. But I think we slightly mentioned the idea of being patient through persecution. I think I mentioned that as when missionaries go out and they patiently endure suffering. You know, I'm starting to think like, will I have questions now? Because some things are coming up right now. But (laughs) I happen to just, it just comes up more and more. Are we ready for persecution? Can we patiently endure through persecution? Do we understand what persecution is? And are we going to be able to patiently suffer for Christ's sake? Mm -hmm. Are we going to be able to do that? Those are just things that often come to mind for me um, when it deals with persecution, because I believe we're already starting to see it quite a bit. And the more and more, what's, what's really, really sad is though, We are to patiently endure, more so with those of the household of faith. But even now, we're finding it hard to distinguish who is of the household of faith. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the the wheats and the tares, um, like they're being separated. Like the, what is it, the wheat and the chafe? Please forgive me, people, that sometimes those words do not come quickly into my head. But basically we're starting to see who are true followers and who are not those just because someone claims that they're a Christian, just because someone claims that they believe honestly, their walks, their actions are going to give them away. It's going to start revealing a lot of people that are either falsely converted or are truly converted. And it makes me wonder as do those that are falsely converted or those that are just expressing a desire of knowing God or, or I don't know um, truly where their hearts are at and are not really living for the Lord. If they are going to be able to stand up against persecution, um, Is that patient work being done inside of them to prepare them for what is coming? It just makes me think of that. And it's just it's amazing how this topic of patience could just start opening up cans everywhere 
about mm-hmm. different things. I mean, I mean, I don't know, Masasia, what comes to your mind when you start to think about patiently enduring persecution? Because you see some out there where they're just like persecution. What? You know, it's just kind of like, what do you mean persecution? Like, that's not persecution. That's nothing. That's, but no, we're actually seeing it. It's starting to really happen. And many want to minimize it or they want to joke about it. But if you haven't noticed, deception is running wild. I mean, false prophets have gone out into the world. You, They're coming up more. I mean, they're coming up like weeds everywhere. You're seeing them everywhere. Mm-hmm. And honestly, even our own brothers and sisters in Christ may end up coming against us as well. Because unfortunately, there's some that are upholding a lot what culture stands for instead of what the Bible stands for. But truly, those that are followers of Jesus Christ are those that are upholding what the Bible says above Mm -hmm. everything else, because it's our absolute truth. So we may encounter even those that say they are Christian, that they are brothers and sisters in Christ, but yet they'll attack us because we're upholding the Bible instead of what culture says. Mm So can we patiently endure that type of suffering what do you think Nastasia yeah I think about that a lot um real quickly so I don't forget Psalm 73 was the reference of that whole thing I was talking about anyways but um I I do wonder a lot to myself like I think I usually go to extremes though like if I'm going to be like tortured or killed kind of thing for Christ's sake, because someone's like, denounce Christ or else, and then I choose or else, because mm-hmm. Christ is the only way. And so um, I think of that sometimes, like, similar to Peter, I would die for you. And then he's revealed to not have that agape love he thought he did. Well, until later you come to find he kept saying phileo, phileo, and then agape, and that was nice. Okay, sorry. So, um, but just, I would hope that when the time would come, I, if such a time would come, for that extreme anyway, that I would indeed stand firm on the faith and in Jesus Christ. Um, because it's, I hear about that, and I'm just amazed how people endure to the point of death and I would only hope that I would be able to and um and but then with other cases too in the sense of being mocked you know you're trying to stand on God's truth and whether they don't believe in God at all and they mock you for that simple that belief in general or if it's specific such as um you know waiting before marriage to have sex people might mock you for that or think that you're foolish or whatever it might be and um you might be perceived as wicked even though you're standing for righteousness and it's because culture likes to twist things or take a good thing and use it for something bad um And so it can come in different shapes and sizes, persecution. 
Um, and it's, I believe, to be in God's word and to be in constant prayer would be the way to get through it because we cannot do it in our own strength. We can't. And um, I wonder if that just hurt somebody's pride. <laughs> I understand. I know. <laughs> but, uh, like, we can't. We need him. And yeah. uh, so I would I would believe that when the when the time comes of any form of persecution that he will give us the ability to endure. Um, I, I remember one of the books in the new Testament, either beginning or ending or just somewhere in there, basically a prayer for the believers that they would be led into God's love in Christ's perseverance. And so I would want those similar prayers over all of us as well, you know, because we need that. We need to be able to endure through Christ or Paul saying, I can do all this through Christ who give, who, you know, provides that strength, um, not in his own strength, but only because of Christ. And so, and he endured a lot of different forms of persecution. And so, or even just trials being shipwrecked, for instance, and yet he could do it all through Christ. And so whether it be persecution, whether it be trials, we need to seek Christ and not try and do it in ourselves. We need to lay pride aside and we need to humbly approach that throne of grace. Um, And I say this, but mind you, I may be in a trial that's truly teaching me (laughs) that uh, because I too often try to do things and endure in my own strength. And I'm quickly discovering that ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that. So there's one last little aspect of this patience, which honestly, again, this is just another topic that there's so much that can be covered, but we don't have that much time. So one little as- la- last aspect of it that I want to touch on is the fact that love is patient. The whole idea of love. <laughs> I, was like, uh, I bet everybody's like sign off done no <laughs> it's an action love's an action it's an action it is and yes Manny would want to be like it's an emotion it's an emotion but no you literally have to choose to love a person because you those feelings they're not always going to be there but we're not going to go into love right now. We're talking about patience. <laughs> so I know it's also closely intertwined that it's like, okay, let's try and keep this orderly. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. But you know what is maybe it's not an oddity. Obviously, the Bible is perfect. I mean, it's perfect. <laughs> I, I can't say anything bad about it. But what I have noticed, though, is patience is always in scriptures that have to deal with endurance, long-suffering, steadfastness. (laughs) You always have to persevere some way, shape, or form when it comes to developing patience. So guess what? Love falls under that as well. So whether you're loving a fellow brethren, whether you're loving a spouse, whether you're loving children, whether you're loving family members, whether you're loving friends, whether you're loving this world, 
there must be patience behind it. That means there must be an endurance. That means you have to choose to love the person despite what it is that is going on in that situation. Now, mind you, someone might come back and say, what about if they're toxic? What about if they're this? What about if they're that? What about you go to the Bible and you pray about it and you see what God tells you to do with that situation? But for right now, I'm simply saying <laughs> you choose to love because that is what God calls you to do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you have questions on what do you do in a certain situation, let the Holy Spirit guide you in that. Trust me, it will encompass love and it will encompass patience because you must endure and you must, there must be something that has to be done, something you must learn, something that other person must learn. There is something, there's always purpose behind it all. But God does call us to love and love is patient. That means it's enduring. That means you have to persist in it. You have to choose it. And that's where patience is developed. No, you're not going to like it. No, it's not going to feel good. You're going to have questions in your head. You're going to have lies in your head. You're going to have things of, why do I have to do this? Why? Why am I letting him get away with this? Or you're going to have the enemy attack your mind, of course, because he loves to do that, right? So he's going to come and fill your head with, you know, you're better than this. No, you don't need to put up with this. No, you don't. Especially when it comes to marriage. Ooh. I mean, seriously? You can't just be like, well, I don't love this person. I've lost all patience with this person. I'm going to divorce them. I'm over with it and done with. Yeah, this is probably not going to sit well with a lot of people out there because everybody wants to use any kind of excuse, basically, that falls under that irreconcilable differences and simply be like, I'm done with this. But no, this is why don't get married unless you really understand what it means. Love is patient. And the rest of 1 Corinthians 13, (laughs) like that whole 1 Corinthians 13 where it talks about love. Unless you thoroughly understand that and you're trusting the Lord to help you in that, don't consider that. It's just causing pain to each one of you. But back to the topic at hand, love is patient. I mean, really patient. (laughs) You're choosing to love these people. You're choosing to love your spouse, even if, man, there are some days where you're just like, I got nothing. I have nothing. (laughs) I don't know anymore. But, yeah, that's where patience comes in. Miss Asia, do you have anything to add to this? Pray for your enemies. I don't know. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And. Yeah, I don't know that whole thing about love. I think it. I think it just further emphasizes, you know, like you're not self-seeking. That's also patience. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, um, yeah, and, um, you know, we're not called to love the world, but we're also supposed to express love. You know, so you're patient with people. Um, you have the fruit of the spirit, which we mentioned. Patience is one of them. You know, and so. You're showing love, but not necessarily like walking in the ways of the world because you're so enraptured with the world and all its ways. Like there's a difference, of course. Um, but. Yeah, I. I want to learn patience more, and it's funny because it makes me I know we've mentioned this on other podcasts, at least I'm fairly certain 
that we've you know talked about that it's you why is it usually about patience maybe that's just what i've been exposed to more but don't pray for patience because otherwise you're going to be really tested in that yeah but we're being refined already god's doing that work in us that will be carried out into completion we want to be more like christ we want to walk after the spirit we know what the fruits of the spirit are and we already know that there's bound to be suffering and persecution regardless so is there really any difference if you're just more specific in I want this fruit, Lord. <laughs> like, we want all the fruits, don't we? Um, so don't be afraid to pray for patience. Just remember you're going to patiently endure <laughs> as you're getting patience worked in you. I don't know. I feel like I'm, like, getting a little, like, Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to describe this. Like, I feel like I'm like, oh, from here to here to here to here. But uh, I mean, I mean it all. Like, <laughs> but yeah. I feel but, like yeah. but this is actually probably a good time to transition into your random fact. <laughs> okay. Well, let's play the jingle then. Little random facts about Nastasia. um okay so i technically have like this one random fact that's kind of funny but then i also have this random thing that like happened today that i like i just thought of today Mm -hmm. and i don't know we'll go with the funny thing first okay uh so I'm a sentimental hoarder. Everybody's going to be like, you're just a hoarder. That's what they do. <laughs> like, I know. I, I'm already trying to justify it. It's sentimental value. Uh, but an example I have of that, um, I was gifted this little lion that's a bear and a lion because I can't decide what it looks more like. It's one of those little cheapy toys, those little stuffed animals, and it's got the muzzle of a lion and the the head, like, okay, it's your classic teddy bear, only they decided to put a muzzle of the lion on it instead, and it doesn't have a tail, and they gave it a mane, but it's got a receding hairline, like, you can't, it, and it's very short, it just, it looks wonky, I can't tell what it's trying to go for, but I have kept it ever since because it was a gift and I don't want to get rid of that because it's a gift. (laughs) I I don't know. They got it for me (laughs) and I think it's sweet. So I'm keeping it, but I look at it and it makes me laugh because I've just struggled with wondering what are you trying to go for? (laughs) Um, But I don't know. Now I feel bad. I don't want to be too mean to this little guy. He's just staring at me right now <laughs> from where I'm at. Uh, anyways, anyways. So yeah, I um, I just, I have things from elementary to now. Like I just, I hold on to stuff. I, I, I've been gifted things from people that I wasn't too acquainted with that I decided I should keep this forever. And I don't know why. So, um, but it's not that bad because I'm organized. All right, I'll stop justifying it. We can move on. 
Oh, Nastasia, that's why I patiently love you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're like, wait, do I say thank you to that? (laughs) I know. I'm like, I can't tell if that was supposed to be a bad thing or not because love is patient. And so if she's showing patience, then great. But what is she trying to get at here? I know it's a little challenging sometimes. Um, well, I do believe we are going to cut this off soon. So I don't know. I'm thinking, should I add some questions? I don't know. How about this? The questions that I've asked Nastasia or even the questions that I have proposed that I possibly answered That's something that we can all take to God and that we can pray and have him pretty much make things clear to us. Um, But understand this, it's made clear through his word. We're not looking for any kind of special uh, voice coming through the clouds or anything. We are simply reading his word and he is faithful to speak through by the power of the Holy Spirit into our hearts. So I would say that um, because I think it's probably easy to think on the questions that I would propose. But still, I think what I have already mentioned is just stuff that we can contemplate and we can consider because patience is very important. As we have mentioned, it's very, very important in trials, in temptations. And understanding that God's patience does run out and understanding patience in love and in persecution. And like I've mentioned already, this this could probably go on for a little longer, but we are going to cut it short. So I would like to pray. And yeah, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much that we can come before you, that we can lay our petitions down before you, that we can lay um, everything, everything at your feet. So, Lord, I ask over this whole podcast that you help those that need to listen to hear clearly, um, that you examine hearts and that you reveal things to each individual that hears this, that, Lord, you do a work within me and within Nastasia. That, Lord, we learn every time we do these things because it it just draws us more to you and it draws us into your word. So I ask this for those that may listen to this podcast. And I pray, Father, that you help us to answer these questions, to examine ourselves day in and day out, that we are repenting and that we are enduring and that we are cultivating that patience that you say that we are meant to have, that we have been given through the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, whatever it is that you must put through us, um, whatever it is that we must endure, whatever it is, trials, temptations, persecution, within a marriage, within family, within friends, whatever that may look like, I pray that we may exemplify that patience that you say that we have through the fruits of the Spirit. So, Lord, we love you. We commit everything unto you, and we patiently await your return we look to the crowd and we look up to the clouds and we wait for you to break through that you are taking us home. 
Lord, we do ask that you come come back soon. Come back soon, Lord. But I know that you you are not one that desires that anyone should perish. But your patience, even though it's running thin, Lord, you're still gracious and merciful. So we pray, Father, that those that are saved, be truly saved. Those that are not, may truly come to the knowledge of it. And those that are dabbling in wickedness or deception, Father, I pray that you open up their eyes to see truth, that you give them ears to hear, eyes to see, that, Lord, you soften their hearts and their minds seek after you and their minds are renewed for your glory. Lord, I thank you so much for this opportunity to pray. We thank you. You deserve all the glory. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, Lord, thank you for this podcast. (laughs) And thank you for those that are going to listen. We thank you all for your prayers, for your support, for sharing, for the encouragement, for the liking wherever you can, the subscribing, uh, the commenting. We thank you so much. And please tune in next time. And know that we're often praying for those that listen and even those that don't and over this podcast and whatever God would have for us beyond all of this. We seek to do his will. So take care and thank you so much once more. Bye. Bye.